All right. I guess that does it. We're starting the show. Are we on the air? The Rolling Co. Show has begun on this uh, June 30th, the last day for us before our wonderful July 4th weekend. Is it wonderful? Of course it is. Oh, okay. All right. Just checking. Every July 4th is wonderful. Okay. All right. So, uh, it's hot. It is. It's muggy. It's supposed to be. It's sunshiny. There's fireworks all over the place. Chance for some thunderstorms. Sounds like a typical 4th of July weekend. Yep. That's the way it always goes. I'm digging it. Yeah. Um, We've had a a pretty dang good month. Yes. Busy. Yes, busy. Next month is also busy. Lots of tech calls. Yeah. Interesting tech problems. Pictures on Facebook. Multiple vehicles. I'm saying multiple, at least two or three, mm-hmm. with wide base tires, with different offset rims on the same vehicle. Right. Multiple times this has happened. Yeah. Zeros and two-inch offsets on the same axle. Uh, one truck had two-inch offsets on the left side of the truck and zeros on the right side. And the trailer had the opposite. Right. Okay? Right. And apparently what happened was he was at a tire shop. They took all his wheels and rims off. <laughs> didn't realize that the trailer had different offsets than the tractor did and mixed all the rims up when they put them back on. Right. And just just made for a scurry, scurry ride. Yeah, the ride was bad. They couldn't align it until they got all the same rims in the right spot. Yeah. Then there was another picture that was sent in with a truck, uh, a tandem drive axle truck, wide base tires. Three of the rims were zero offset and one of them was a two-inch offset. <laughs> just why and that's going to mess things up it's going to oh, mess yeah. up your measurements and it's going to mess up your uh, um, your handling yeah the handling and the ride what's the what's the major issue is it that the footprint is off center yes and that's pretty much it yeah the whole story when, when the truck is running in the ruts of the road mm-hmm one wheel's in and the others aren't. Right. Or right. The Instead of all of them being time. lined up together. Yeah. It just almost <clears throat> it makes the alignment almost impossible. You get a you get a, uh, a freight liner. Often, you'll have one axle a half inch left and the other axle a half inch right. Mm-hmm. But that little difference isn't enough to cause as dramatic of a problem as a two-inch offset. Versus even, zero. Even, the, even one axle a half inch one way, the other axle a half inch the other way. It's a problem. It, it is a problem for the alignment. And if left alone, even if you compensated for it, the truck wouldn't handle right. You, you, you I can't get that. everything in track. Again, because of the ruts in the road, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. It just isn't quite where it's supposed to be. Okay. All right. And now this next month, we will have a... Uh, We'll, we'll be doing a free thing, which uh, uh, is very nice, up there in Minnesota for the uh, for the school bus people. Yes, they deserve. They need, you know, as much aid as they can get because they never have any money, mm-hmm. and they need the buses to drive straight so that our kids are safe. So you're going to travel up to Minnesota and spend a day, mm-hmm. an afternoon one day, and a morning the next day, right? Doing a little class for school bus mechanics, right? No charge. No charge. Are we crazy? No. No, this, that's, 
the school buses is how you started to write the book. If it was if it wasn't for the encouragement of the school bus association here in Iowa, yeah, never would have started. Probably wouldn't. Have. Yeah. Them and the and the maintenance council. Oh yeah, two of them talked into it. That that's all right. <laughs> Plus, our kids are in the buses. So yeah, try and make them drive right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, you know, well, grandkids at this point. <laughs> yeah, grandkids. All right. Well, uh, I should mention we have a phone number, eight five five nine five zero three eight three five, and we do have two people that have called in. So I don't want to talk to either one of them. One, <laughs> one of them wants to talk about uh, wide base singles. So let's hear what that is all about. At least it's not vibrations. <laughs> Hello, Eric. Maybe. Yes, that is right. The, uh, the the digital answering service and did it properly this time. <laughs> uh, Eric. Eric. Maybe. What kind of a last name is that? Maybe. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, can Can you turn that Chrome knob on your headset up just a little bit there? Uh, um, the Chrome my, knob. You're 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 a lot quieter than, than Kevin is this morning. I'm dim. Is this any better? Yeah, is this, yeah, this is better. That is okay. a lot better. I had so to move the mic just, closer to my mouth. There you go. I just recapped my first wide single, uh, and I did it through... Uh, um, I lost you. I, I don't hear him either. You did it through something, and then, and then you went away. He right. went under a bridge. I bet it did. Or maybe a tunnel. A tunnel? Are you still there? No, we've lost him. All right. We're going to end up having to drop that and hope he calls back. If he calls back, we'll put him on air again. Yeah. All right. Oop, not us. We don't want to drop us. Okay. Yeah, he dropped all right. Um, okay. We got another one. And that is Ernie. Ernie? Ernie fame? Uh, you're not gonna. Uh, he might have a question about a vibration. Oh, okay. All right. well, we'll see. Let's talk to Ernie about his vibration. Yeah, um, it's kind of a dumb question because I've heard you answer this a hundred times, but between forty-five and fifty, my front end starts shaking and the wheel wobbles back and forth. Okay, and I can't right. remember what it is. Well, I got another question, though. Mm-hmm. It does it when you accelerate through that speed range. When you yeah. slow down, does it do it again? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I believe so. I'll just okay. slow down and find out. All right, let's okay. Okay. go ahead. I'll explain it while you're slowing down. Yeah. If it only does it when you're speeding up, that means it's towed out just a little bit. But if it does it when you speed up, and then it does it again when you slow down. You have bad thrust bearings in your kingpin. Okay. Yeah, right. I don't know. It doesn't really seem to do it as bad going back down. Okay, so well, let's, try and, set the, let's try and set the toe and see if that solves it. And if it doesn't, then you're going to have to put kingpins in it. Now, what is the truck? It's a, a 9.9 International... Uh, 9,200. And how many miles are on the kingpins? 
I have no idea. We bought the truck used. Okay. How long ago did you buy the truck? Oh, about a hundred, hundred thousand miles ago. Okay. Well, try and set the toe. Right. And see if, and at the same time, grease the crap, grease the crap out of the kingpins, particularly the bottom kingpins. Or turn it to the left, grease it. Turn it to the right, grease it. See if you can solve it that way. And if it doesn't, you're going to have to put kingpins in it. Okay. Okay. And uh, see, would that be the toe towed out? Would that be the it's pointed too far in in front of the tires or? Too far out. out. Too, far the too far out at the front of the tires. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, I appreciate it. All right. Good luck to you, buddy. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yeah. The the issue with that. Um, okay. Tow out on a vehicle. Uh, tow in versus, versus tow out. If if a vehicle is towed in, the two tires guide together down the road. If it's towed out, the two tires fight each other down the road. Right. They, the, 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 in other words, the tire that leads the vehicle down the road is the one with the most grip at that very moment. And, and it, switch back it and changes forth. if it's yeah, towed but out. But that isn't what causes the vibration. That, that, the vibration is different. Yeah, that causes road water. Right. So that's your identity. And it's worse. The closer to zero the toe is, More but still towed out. Yeah, right. You get a quarter inch towed out, you won't feel it. It'll just snowplow down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, at lower speeds, below 40 miles an hour, mm-hmm. the scrub against the tire controls the direction the tire runs. Right. But between 45 and 55 miles an hour, the wheel turns into a gyroscope, and the gyroscopic action tries to move the tires to zero toe using whatever play there is in the steering assembly. Right. Whether it's towed in or towed out, it's trying to bring it to zero. It's trying to bring it to straight with the direction of travel. Right. Now, if you're towed in, the drag against the tires is always trying to pull the tires out. Correct. So if you're towed in and the drag's trying to pull you out, and then the gyroscopic tries to pull you out, everybody's going the same direction. All these forces are not fighting each other. But if you're a 32nd of an inch towed out, at low speeds, and the mm-hmm. scrub is trying to hold it towed out. And then the gyroscopic comes in and says, no, I want to be at zero, and scrub says, no, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You get a vibration in your steering wheel between 45 and 55. Right. And okay. about 55 with these size tires, the gyroscopic action finally wins. Yeah, and it takes control and the vibration stops. Right. Right. So that's a tow vibration. Right. As you slow down through that speed range, the tires have to shift to the dominant control again. They shift from gyroscopic back, back to drag. To right. Well, if the thrust bearing is bad, it vibrates as you slow down too. Because uh, it can't smoothly transition between the two. So, okay. Okay. So it's uh, the issue with the thrust bearing being it is uh, preventing a smooth, smooth, smooth turn of the, of the spin. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. We do have another collar. This is not that same color. This is a different one. Richard Knox, maybe. All right. Uh, let's see. Same last name as the other guy? Maybe? Uh, Knox, maybe. Knox, maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello, Richard. <laughs> no, no, it's not Knox. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hey, 
I've, I've got two trucks, uh, D600 Kenworth, got Benson flatbed on one and a ball bus, uh, both spread axles, uh, mm-hmm. trailer on the other. I got wide base singles on both trucks. On the trucks, the wide base, the top, the rims are turned with a two inch offset on the inside. Got it. And on, on my Wabash trailer, because it has the straight spindle axle on it, Hendrickson suspension, mm-hmm. I've got those rims with a two inch offset to the outside. Mm-hmm. The, on mm-hmm. my other trailer, on my other truck and trailer, all the two inch offset is towards the inside. Now, on my mm-hmm. trailer, because the wheels on the trailer are turned with the offset towards the outside, um, are the trailer axles normally wider? And the uh, truck axles, and if okay. not, is that am I going to be creating a problem on mine? Okay, all right. Let's talk about widths of trailers versus widths of drive axles. First, we used to have all trailers ninety six inches wide, right. and all tractors are ninety six inches wide. Okay. And yep. some years back, they started making one hundred two wide trailers. So the trailer tires don't track with the drive tires anymore anyway. Okay? Okay. okay. So as long as the entire unit, whether it's the trailer or the tractor, have the same offsets, you'll be fine. Okay. okay. It's when you uh, mix them in the sets. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's my, that was my question then. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself right. a good weekend, huh? That's great. Y'all All right. Yes, All right. Sorry, y'all think. Yeah, it's not good enough to have a good weekend. You got to have a great July Fourth weekend. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, with my broken hand, I'm just trying to have a good anything. Great, <laughs> not in there. Um, Is it getting any better? It, it must be getting better because the brace they want me to wear to protect it is irritating my hand more and more now every day. So the more irritated you get, the better off you are. I suppose. I All right, and Tuesday. After the Fourth of July, they're supposed to take these pins out, yeah, and that should reduce the irritation a lot. Let's hope. I'm really looking forward to it because I figured they'd numb up my whole arm and take it out, or knock me unconscious and take them out. But the therapist who I go to because they make me wiggle my finger because they want to make sure it still works. Right. Um, she says, "No, they don't. They don't. They just put your hand over there and he jerks them out." <laughs> oh, I said, but. But she says, no, it's okay. It's no worse than pulling ice. Yeah, all right. I'm going to take your word for that. But if I hit somebody when I'm in there. <laughs> so, well, if they, if they can make you less irritable, then. By pulling the pins? By pulling the pins. Then by God, let's that. do it today. Good luck with that. I, I'm just worried that when they pull the pins out and I'm able to use my hand in, I want to know if I'm going to be able to be a concert pianist again. <laughs> and if, if anybody has seen Mike's stubby, <laughs> thick fingers and and thought to themselves, that that's the hands of a concert pianist. Yeah, they are. That person needs a new job <laughs> because... I can't reach around the neck of a guitar to play chords, <laughs> okay? You just crush it. Yeah, I have to because... <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, again, uh, we are... Out of color, so if you do have a question, it's 855-950-3835. But it is nice to know that the callers are able to get through today. That's, do we need to talk about something intelligent while we're waiting? We can, we, we can try. 
Do you know anything intelligent to talk about? I'm lost. <laughs> it, air pressure has just recently come up again. It keeps coming up as a, as um, the people using hammers to test air or yeah. bats. Yeah, and uh, not understanding that you cannot reinflate a tire. That was at 65 pounds, uh, just, you know. But it's not safe. It's not safe. And it's, I mean, and it's against OSHA rules. Right. Because if a tire is 20% underinflated, it's supposed to be dismounted, inspected on the interior, reinflated in a cage. Right. And and that's the safe way to do it. That's the safe way to do it. And I, I know of cases I've been intimately involved in cases where a truck came in and it had 65 pounds of air in a tire and the guy went over with an air hose and started airing it up and the tire blew up in his face. Boom. So, you know. It, it can be quite a shock. Yeah. And like kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hundred, uh, you know, 60, even 65 pounds of air in a tire like that, that's a lot of air. Well, that's 65 pounds per square inch of surface space. Right. So how much surface space do you think there is in the sidewall of a tire? Multiply that times 65, and that's how much air is blowing on you. Uh, <laughs> and then now, you know, increase it to 100. Yeah. And, yes, yeah, so there's a whole yeah, lot of air on these the tires. There was, I was in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. No, not Minnesota. Wisconsin. Right. Up in Milwaukee, and I was doing a training program. And that evening, I was watching the news, and they were talking about a service technician for the local bus district, the transit authority, mm-hmm. who went out to do a repair on a bus that was parked on the side of the road with a flat tire. And he was airing up the tire. He was on the road side of the bus, yeah. squatted down in front of the duels, airing it up when it exploded, pitched him in the middle of the interstate, and he got run over by a semi. Bad, bad news. Yeah. People ask me, will you air up my tire? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not you either. gotta do it right, or you don't do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. It's it's rough out there. Yeah. All right, we've got uh, Eric back again. He says, "Let's try this again." Eric, maybe. Uh, Eric, maybe. All right. Uh, hello, Eric, maybe. Okay, we're gonna try this again. Okay, sure. so I got my first wide single recapped, uh, uh, and I yeah. did it through Michelin MRT. Yeah. Okay. And when I got it back, it's got uh, it's pretty hefty deed where the seam is. Right. Do I need to grind that seam down just a little no. bit or just no. drive it the way it is? Drive it the way it is. They did it. If you start grinding on it, then they're going to say they're not responsible for nothing. Okay? Right. So my question is, was this a drive tire or trailer tire before? It was a drive, I mean, it, yeah, it was a drive tire before. Okay. Uh, it never went under 130 PSI. I run high pressure back on the drives, too. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a great sidewall. Did it have any irregular wear on the tread? No. Good. Good. Because the ones that I've seen that have had problems with recap on the wide base tires is when they're really cupped on one shoulder or the other. And most of the time, it's the shoulder closest to the frame. They get really cupped there. And that cup creates extra heat in the casing of the tire. And when they cap it, it seems like that heat damages the underlying rubber. And then when they run the recap, they lose that first rib all the way around. It just blows off the tire. 
just a sad, sad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've got 11 millimeter axles, and I'm using oh, zero inch offsets on on my drives. Cool. So cool, you're giving uh, it every advantage. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just curious about that. How much noise that thing gonna make going down the road every time that that. Uh, Are you gonna put it on a drive or on a trailer? I hate to say this, but I think we lost Eric maybe again. Yeah, I think he was mid-sentence again. Again. He was mid-word. Yeah. But. All right. Well, that, see, he's weird. right. Oh, he's here back. He's back. back. He's back. I can hear you. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I was just cool. that is weird because I got five <laughs> bars. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, yeah, well, um, you're, driving, you're driving too close to the Mexican border and, and the service is jumping back and forth between the two. Well, that would be the Canada border. I'm calling it from Washington State today. <laughs> there you Same go. Thing. Okay. All right. Now, does the, are you going to put this recap on your truck or on the trailer? I'm going to put it on the truck, but I'm going to do it on the back axle just in case something does happen. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't think you're going to have a problem with it. Yeah. I don't think so either. We just wanted to give it a shot and see how, how it does because, I mean, sure. it's only, you know, 420 bucks to have it recapped. Yeah, right. Uh, and tires versus an eleven hundred dollar tire this this well, time of year. So yeah, that's worth a shot. That's worth a shot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So, thank you, gentlemen. You, are you is is Washington State home? No, Lord, no. I couldn't live up here. <laughs> their their, their, po- their politics are a little off for me. Okay. All right. So, so where's y'all have a great day? Oh, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Louisville. You have Louisville. to say that with a say that with a mouthful of, of uh, oatmeal, right. marbles. <laughs> Maybe it. we'll see you next year when we're in Louisville again. Yeah, down there for the minute. Every time. Yeah. All righty, buddy. All right. Have a good day. Bye bye. All right. So that's the uh, Louisville. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, the, the contingent of, out of Louisville for the. Uh, uh, the Let's Truck community. There you go. And we've got two more here. Right. So let's see here. We got uh, somebody asking about is Mike asking about something about tires. Okay. Hello, Mike. Hey, hey, Mike. This is Mike. Mike from Mercer. All righty, Mike from Mercer. Mercer. Hey, buddy. As one of the last driver is from Mercer, also since I am a Louisville driver too. <laughs> but you pronounce the name wrong. You say Louisville, and it's Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, I, I can't hardly speak like that, Mike. It's too much science <laughs> problems. I mean, it just doesn't work very well. I okay. on the phone here. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? So, you know, you guys all, you know, we got a big house, a big ARI truck. And, man, I have yeah. found running my nice high-dollar Michelin tires low on air. The thing rides so much better. So oh, yeah? I got the I got the three sixty fives up front. Those are the RV tires. Yeah, and okay. uh, running about eighty five ninety up front and about seventy yeah. on the drives. Yeah, and boy, the potholes, the bridge embankments. We get this boat tail <laughs> a big difference right away. Me and my wife. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Okay, I agree. It will ride much better. The question is, will the tires put up with it? Wear correctly over the long term. Well, it's Michelin has recently gone to recommending slightly lower pressure than the 120 on the side of the tire. 
just because they feel that it gives their it makes their tires look better over time. Now, the time that it will last is shorter. In other words, if you are running your tire pressure below the what is necessary to carry the load, it's it's your increasing tire life or in, tire wear. Now that's that was rapid. true on the older tires. Mm-hmm. The question is, is it still true on the current generation tires? And we won't know until somebody does it. No, that's true. Okay. Well, I got the info to share with you. So my last set of three sixty fives, I ran them one hundred fifty thousand miles. They're about fifty percent worn, a tread in the middle, with lots of cupping on both edges. Okay, and but that that has nothing to do with pressure, right? Well, no, it does. I, I love a three sixty five tire. Maybe a little too much weight right. carried on the shoulder and not enough in the center. Yeah, and no. Do you run 65, 70 miles an hour? Uh, no, maybe sometimes it's hot, but mostly 60 to 65. Okay. The wider a tire is, the more susceptible it is to centrifugal growth at high speeds. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Now, the two outside ribs, which are attached to the sidewall, cannot grow as tall as the three middle ribs. So now you've got three tall ribs in the middle, two short ribs on the outside. It's like matching up a tall tire with a short tire in a duel, and the short ribs drag and cup and wear out the uh, the shoulders because of speed, not because of inflation. Right. Is that is that maybe why Michelin's recommending running these a little lower on pressure to help keep that uh, to help reduce mm-hmm. that centrifugal? No, we tried that. We've gone down and up on pressure, and and it it's is simply. Speed. Speed. It's all speed. So if you drive 55, yeah, all the if time. you drive between 55 and 60, you should not see any shoulder work. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. So I, I, I got uh, 60, th- I changed these tires out at, at 150,000. Mm-hmm. I changed out mm-hmm. the original set and put on another one. So I got 60 on these and we, we slowed way down. So we used to drive fast on our last set. So I'll be noticing if these start to get cupping and running 62. Yes, and then you should be able to see a smooth wear all the way across, and you wear down that middle, and you wind up getting more overall mileage out of the tire. Okay. So uh, I was reading on, you know, the Facebook jargon. Mm-hmm. They said, well, you turn your, turn your wheel too much. Well, yeah. I, I got to turn my wheel, and, and, and I never turn it while the truck's sitting still. You're always trying to inch forward. Yeah. And they were saying that that causes a company coming, but that's a negative, right? Yeah, the... The the wheel turn too much has to do with the wide track steer axles that are standard on Volvos and Freight and Cascadias. And the pattern that shows up is the outside shoulder of the right front tire. Just the right front. Now, it is true that you know, the more local your operation, the more turning you actually do in your operation, the faster the tires will wear. Well, and, and the more you wear the outside shoulders of both front tires. Both front tires, right. Outside okay. shoulders of both front Not tires. Not the inside by the frame, just the outside shoulders. Right. Okay. Okay. So on my drives, I got the original. I got like 210,000 miles of the XD N2. The mm-hmm. kind of. And mm-hmm. um, so I just been running like 70 to 80 PSI. Well, they, they mm-hmm. look still really new. But if you mm-hmm. go from the center tread out, like one tread out from the center, you're starting to get some little 
random dips in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I should be rotating them or just leave them the way they are and run it. Well, as long as your front axle and your rear axle have about the same tread depth, there's no advantage to rotating them. Right. Yeah, just okay. go by the, the rate of where two thirty seconds different side to side or four thirty seconds different axle to axle. Yeah, as long as you did time. that, just let them run. Now, oh. the reason you'll see somewhere in the middle ribs of that tire is if you ever walk up to the truck with the trailer off, sitting still and look at it, the center ribs of that tire will dip down. But when you spin the tire, the tire grows and then the contour across the face is even. They're designed to extend at speed. All right. So, so why would that cause dipping on just a little bit out from the center? Because when you're driving slow, it's too low. Right. When you're driving below 40 miles an hour, below 30 miles an hour, there's nothing to make it grow up. And so that middle part of the tire is too short. Okay. So that's causing it to kind of scuff like the direct opposite yes. of what the steer tires are doing? Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Isn't that magical? <laughs> All right. Got some more questions for you while I got you guys on the phone here. So so okay. on my drive tires, I'm just not going to mess with them. I, I might have a slight mm-hmm. bit of feathering, but I'm just going to leave mm-hmm. them the way they are and run it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem worth the expense to be rotated right. around. And, and since most shops don't want to torque them down correctly anyway, they'll argue with you oh. about it. So I just... Right. So, okay. So I got the um, um, Hendrix flatbed trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... How do, what, what's the correct way to, to line this? So, uh, first of all, I, I, I have a, a rear lift axle. I do everything myself. I did put a lift axle on the front, and that was the stupidest thing I ever did. I couldn't get around anything on anything. So, I mm-hmm. that, put the rear lift <laughs> on the rear. And mm-hmm. now I feel like mm-hmm. Superman maneuvering that uh, trailer right. around because, because the wheelbase on my truck's 335. It's real long. Right. So, my, my, my truck's like 38 feet long. It's like almost as long as a trailer. Mm-hmm. But um, that was ridiculous having a front lift axle. I felt like an idiot yeah. out there trying to maneuver around anything. Mm-hmm. So when I raise my, so I I'm running illegal here. So guys, don't snitch on me here. <laughs> I, I I rigged up a switch inside my cab. So I used a lift axle set up off a truck. Where mm-hmm. the truck will lift its own axle. That mm-hmm. control valve. So when I come up to the corner, I flick the switch. That rear axle comes up. I go around the corner flick the switch it sets it back down mm-hmm. and the reason we can't do that is you cheat on the tolls right. but I figure <laughs> if I lift it and I go past the tolls and then I set it back down I get a big old puff of smoke out of my high dollar Michelin tires and I didn't save any money so I just leave it down anyways on the tolls mm-hmm. there you go you know what I mean because the tires yep. stop by the time you set it back down yep right so, so when I'm running with my axle up which we run all a lot of light loads because my lightweight on my truck is 45,000. So we're always mm-hmm. running light loads. So when I raise that rear axle up, my trailer side shifts a little bit, tracks a little bit to the right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of fun. It just makes it fun to clip cones. I see if I clip the cones. Just the <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now, now, now stop here. Stop here. All right. Is your flatbed trailer a 102 inch wide trailer? Yes, I understand it's a little bit wider. Yeah, three inches wider on each side. Yes, 
but it, it, it tracks a little bit more when you raise the axle up. Correct, because gravity has more effect pulling it down the hill when you don't have two axles holding it up the hill. Yeah, but you're pulling it from the front, so it's going to want to pull it straight. No, gravity is going to pull it to the right. I don't care what you're doing. Right. Downhill is downhill, and weight's going to pull it downhill. Okay. Okay. So when you go over into the fast lane with the rear axle lifted, have you noticed that it dog tracks over to the left? It seems to track pretty straight when I'm in a fast lane. I have, I have watched for that. It seems to track pretty straight. Okay, so yeah. now the next question is, you said, how are you supposed to align it? So my question is, do you align it yourself? Yes, I actually have your book and I align my truck myself. But your book doesn't cover trailers. Well, the trailer's just the same way you'd measure a drive axle. You pull a string up to the side of the trailer up there someplace and see which way it's aimed on one side and pull it up and see which it's aimed on the other side. And with trailers, you want to aim it so that it goes about an inch to an inch and a half uphill to the left to counter the gravity of the crown of the road. Both axles. Both axles. Yep. Both axles. Okay. So I'm not measuring off the kingpin at all to the axles? No, nah, I gave up on that a long time ago. The side of the trailer is... No, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. Have you here. been measuring off the kingpin now? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't messed with it. It's still the same way it is since day one. Okay, all right. So I'll give you two choices. You can pull the string up just like you've been doing and measure off of the frame of the trailer up there someplace and pull the string up and see which way it's going on one side and see which way it's going on the other side. And that will actually be the most accurate way to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get lazy, you can take a tape measure and have somebody help you and have them hold it on one side of the trailer up there by the fifth wheel pin and you pull it over to the other side of the trailer. Okay? Then you move the, the tape measure toward the front of the trailer just on the side you're holding. The other guy's not moving it. And what you're doing is you're angling the tape measure across the bed of the trailer, aren't you? Okay. The shortest measurement you get is the straightest place across the trailer, isn't it? Yep. Okay. So you keep then, doing it then you take a punch and you make two punch marks where the tape measures are at the closest measurement. Now you know you've got your punch marks straight across the trailer from each other, don't you? So can we start over with this one more time? I'm, I'm following okay. you here, but I'm trying to pinpoint what you're saying here. One guy's going to hold the tape measure on one side of the trailer. You're going to pull it across the top of this flatbed, and, and you're going to pivot your end toward the front of the trailer. Yeah, the measurement's getting longer. You're going to pivot it toward the back end of the trailer. Yeah, the measurement's getting longer. Then you're going to come up until you find the shortest measurement across that trailer. Okay. And the other side, he's not moving. He's staying still. Got it? Okay. Now, when I found the shortest measurement, I mark those two spots on the trailer, right next to the tape measure, and I take a punch, and I punch two dents in the side of the trailer. So I know where my punch marks are. Got it? Yep. Now, I can measure from the punch mark back to the axle on one side, and I can measure from the punch mark back to the axle on the other side, and I'm squaring the axle then to the same dimension on the trailer, aren't I? If you just use a tape measure instead of a string. Yeah. Okay. I'm following you. Okay. Now, 
when that's off by one sixteenth of an inch long on the left side, that's the same amount it's off when your string says you're off one inch. Okay. Right. So using the string, one inch equals one sixteenth of an inch of actual of linear measurement. Offset. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> now there's, I mean, there's all sorts of other questions. Are the hubs directly across from each other? Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into all of that crap. <laughs> String's the yeah, more accurate way. Or putting right. a laser projecting is more accurate, but you can you, you can, can do, do a linear measurement if you want to. Right. Okay. So I think uh, the string that worked out real well before. It is a little, yeah. a little touchy with the string. Hard, kind of hard yes. to tell exactly where it's touching. So I'm, um, you say I want both axles to come in an inch and a half. An inch to an inch to and a half left. to the left. To the left, uphill. So that, so do you have to take the tires off the front one to do to do the rear axle? Well, usually what I'll do is I'll line the front one with the string, and then I'll just take a tape measure and measure from the rim on the front axle to the rim on the rear axle and compare the spread on both sides when I match them, it's parallel. And again, you're looking okay. for the smallest measurement between the two rims, yeah. Okay, copy that. And, okay. and, and so, 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 so do we have to break these bolts on this thing to make it to turn that little thing you put like a half-inch drive breaker bar in? Yeah, on a Henderson, that's a one-time use bolt. You should have to cut them off, right? And when you cut, you, then you put new ones in and snug them up, and you move it and adjust it, move it and adjust it. When you finally get it where you want, you tighten them down until the head of the bolt breaks off, right? And Henderson says if the washers are more than three years old, they really need to be replaced too, because they're if you try to retorque it with an old washer, it might not grip the the hanger correctly. Yeah, because the only thing that holds the axle in place is the clamping pressure on that washer. Okay. And is that bolt, is that supposed to be a shear bolt? So if that axle hits something, that's like a weak point? Nope. No, that's just a solid bolt. Okay. And then how do you cut off? You take your grinder, you cut off the, the inside of it or the outside of it? And then you drive torch, it out? A torch. Yeah, you take a torch and cut the nut. Cut the, the nut off the front. Okay. Knock the bolt out, and put a new one in. Okay, okay. put a new one in and, and with new washers. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, final question. So, so Mike, I've come with you before talking to Kim. I see you're the smartest guy I know, so I need <laughs> some help on this. What's the secret, what's the secret for trucking with your wife? <laughs> oh, I need some help on this, buddy. Um, <laughs> duct tape, <laughs> and I don't care if it's your mouth against duct tape or her mouth against duct tape. Duct tape, <laughs> duct tape. Okay, guys, I appreciate y'all show. I know some people might not be calling in, but I still appreciate y'all talking and educating us. We're glad to help, buddy. You drive yeah. safe out there. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for the call. All right, bye. All right. All right. So that. Uh, we we had another caller. They dropped out. Um, so we're back down to nothing. If anybody wants to call in, they can. 855-950-3835. Uh, and we got about uh, 20 know, 15, 20 minutes left. Now, talking about the, the Hendrickson thing, we talked about how you have to cut the bolt off. And we talked about put a new bolt in. And, and if it's more than three years old, they want new washers and all of that right. stuff, I understand. Um most of the bolts that I've seen take a special socket 
a star fitting, a star fitting Torx fitting big socket, and you have to run 550 foot pounds of torque on it to break the, the head off. Right. And the reason they do that is to guarantee that you have adequate clamping pressure to hold it in place. Right. Nothing else holds it. You take a regular bolt and put it in there. You can do it. It'll fit. And you put a gun on it and you tighten it up. But if you don't get 550 foot pounds on there or you have a bad old washer. Right. And it starts moving as you're hitting bumps going down the road. It can eat the entire hanger out. Seen it. Yeah. And now you got to cut it off of the trailer and rebuild it. And you, you can, I've seen them driving down the road where you can watch the bolt just shake back and forth in, yeah. the, in the hangar. Yeah. You tried. You tried. Good job. Yeah. Didn't get it done. All right. Now you cost yourself more money. Right. We do have another caller, and it's just the one that dropped. It's uh, His name is David Thank You. David Thank You. David Thank You. Not not David Maybe. Not Maybe. This is a different family. Okay. Let's, let's see right. what David Thank You has. Hello, David Thank You. Yeah, thank you guys. You betcha. Hey, um, I took your advice, I don't know, several years ago, a few years ago, and went around and put the single self-locking nuts on all of my axles uh-huh. and followed your directions on how to twerk the, right. the nuts. And you know now what? Wait, I now, wait it. Now, wait, now, now, wait, wait. If you're going to sue us, <laughs> calling us up no, to tell us what you're suing us for isn't going to help. <laughs> no, we're not suing you. We're calling to say thank you. I haven't, oh. had, I haven't had to replace any wheel seal since we did right, Cool. The, the original study that we got, uh, and we reduced the, the torque on all those settings from the study. It was between Federal Mogul and Consolidated Freightways published back in the early 90s. Yeah. They torqued everything up to 100 pounds. Yeah. And they found longer seal life, longer bearing life, longer tire life, Brake everything life. was yeah. on every axle. Well, I'm glad you got some good results out of it. That's terrific. Yeah, it was awesome. I do need to get your your list of torques up because I, all of a sudden I do have a wheel seal leaking, but, you know, I guess after yeah. a few years, maybe that's allowable, huh? Yeah, they don't last. For, well, the torque, uh, you got to go back and check their torque on them, too. Because it doesn't right. last. Even, if, even with the new nuts, it doesn't last forever. Yeah, that's something I hadn't thought about. Now, do we have a phone number on there? A uh, phone number for this guy? Yes. Yeah. I, I won't read it out to everybody. Okay. <laughs> Take um, it into there. All right. Then I've got another question. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Mike. What's your question? Um, Chad's been doing the alignment on my truck. Obviously, we get great results from Chad. Right. I I rotated rotated all my tires here, I don't know, about a month or so ago. And since I rotated the tires, I feel like I'm getting a little side-to-side wobble in the steering wheel. You know, up at 50, 55 miles an hour. I mean, it's nothing that's consistent or anything. Mm-hmm. Would that be maybe I'm losing the toe setting? Could be. It could How be long has it been since he aligned it? Well, it's been over a year. Okay, and well, who rotated the tires? I did. You did. And yep. when you when you rotated them, did you notice there was anything out of round to use, like the centering sleeves or... I use uh, centering sleeves, yes. Um, okay. 
you know, everything hillside, I, you know, grab a hold of and try to shake them off and everything like that. Right. And what do you do for balance? I have, I don't know if those have beads in them or if I still got the centromatic on the front. I don't remember. Okay. You've done one or the other. That's one fine. Or the other. As That's long fine. as it's kind of dynamic. Yeah. The, the simplest thing is to, is to check the toe. Right. See what you got. Okay. And if the toe is correct, if the toe is correct, then the wobble happening right after you swap tires could mean that that one that you moved from the right to the left has some kind of distortion in it. And now you're just feeling it very dramatically closer to, steering. To, your, to the steering wheel. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's pretty minimal. I mean, really, if you weren't yeah. paying attention, you wouldn't notice it. How many miles are on those tires? They had about 75,000 on them. That's not bad. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. Well, that's the situation. That's so if, if, if yep. the toe is right, just rotate them back. Put them back. Put that one back on the right side and see if it smooths the right out. Okay. I have, you know, I've rotated them thinking that, you know, I mean, they've gone a long way. I can rotate them. When I right. measured them, there was, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds difference in the sentence. That's, yeah, that's about the right time to rotate anyway. It is. Yeah, that's all correct. I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm saying if you do rotate them back and it suddenly goes smooth again, now you know the problem is that that came from the right side. And as far as fixing that problem, well, you're already you're not going to fix it. Anymore. You're going to wear it out. Okay. Looks like, okay. uh, like I got a text from you, and I'm guessing that's a... That's a torque chart for bearings. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was guessing. That's perfect. All right. You guys are All right. awesome. You guys are well, awesome. we try to help. Good day, guys. You do yeah, the same. Too. All right. Appreciate it. Bye. Yep. Bye. Good luck to him. It sounds like he's been getting a lot of good luck already. He's doing it. Just <laughs> All right. damn bearings up. We have two more here. One is calling about caster. That sounds fun. Let's suck you. Hello, Jake. Yep, you guys hear me? Is yep. this Jake from Allstate or State Farm? <laughs> no, State Farm. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. The front end, nine hundred oh seven. The uh, back of the leaf spring that connects to the hanger. Those are called the shackles. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. If I put a shorter one on to lower the truck, that's going to give me more negative caster. Is that correct? That will reduce the caster a little yes. bit, yes. But Do you have any idea, I, I guess, to how much it'll reduce it? No. But you can measure how much it reduces it when you do it. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm aware of that. Okay. The, so the from, way you measure the, the caster is from the digital level, right? Yeah. Okay. Right there on the, on the spring pad. Yeah. Now, on a four-foot-long spring... And that's about how long those springs are. Mm -hmm. If you change the height one inch, you would probably change the caster about one degree. Okay. Is there any negative to doing that? Not as long as you don't go below two. You don't want to be below two degrees. Yeah. All right. How about the uh, pinion angle? Does that get affected too much by that? Pinion angle's not going to get affected at all by that. Oh, okay. Pinion angle's in the rear of the truck. Okay. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, I, I didn't know if you lowered the front, that tilts everything. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to change enough care. No, it won't mean anything. Okay. Okay? Cool. Thank you. You bet you're right. right. Bye. All right, bye. All right, that was a pretty easy one. Yeah. So the, the two degrees, we don't want to go below two degrees. On a tandem drive axle truck. That's two degrees is about the minimum we find works good. For a power, especially for power steering. Well, yeah. definitely with power steering. With manual steering, you don't want any more than a half a degree of uh-huh. You don't want more than a half degree. Yeah. On a power steering, you don't want less than two degrees. Correct. That's our that's our range. All right. We got one more uh, auto screen failed. And we got like 12 minutes left, so plenty of time for this call, plenty of time for more. Hello, auto screen failed. Hey, this is Wayne. Uh, I called y'all a couple weeks ago about the alignment where I had 800,000 miles since the last one. Uh-huh. So, just a little update. Um, the right uh, uh, steer, front steer bearing uh, was wonky and had to be replaced, and uh, they got everything lined back up, but... So my question was, and it's driving great now, but the question was about how long, I mean, everything was running really good. <laughs> so about how long, half a million miles, I mean, or is it just when it is? It's just when it is. I tell people between alignments, all I do is feel the steer tires. And as long as the steer tires are not showing any feathered wear, and as long as the truck is handling good, leave it alone. When it yeah. starts showing okay. evidence that it's a problem, let's take it in and have it fixed. Okay, the second thing, I've got a Kenworth D680, and uh, like they closing in on 900,000. What are some other things that I need to look at in your all's realm with this many miles on it? Everything. Yeah, you're going to look at the bushings, <laughs> you're going to look at the U bolts, you're going to. Shake the tie rod end joints. You're going to wiggle the steering column. See if there's play in the steering column. Right. You're going to just be looking every, for wear and tear points. Right. Every wheel you take off, there's a concern that that uh, hub is not going to center it properly. So to get, you need this this uh, center sleeves, the true balance center sleeves. To to at this point, yeah. just as uh, a matter of fact. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I felt kind of stupid after I asked the question, but it was like, oh, yeah, that might be what I need. But, you know, you don't know until you know, I guess. Right. So, which, which, uh, which truck is this? It's the Kenworth T6. Uh, but which, which, okay, which suspension? Oh, uh, my brain just went blank. Uh, is it the one with the big D-shaped spring in front of the axle? Or does it have all airbags? Or no, it's, it only got the, the, it's only got the four airbags. It's not the airbags. Airbag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's probably either the, the, the 380 or it's the, the new lowly. If I don't know what they call it on Yeah, the I don't know what they're calling But if it's the one with the big V-shaped spring on the front side of the axle, chances are, at this point, you may as well just go ahead and rebush the whole thing and make sure the U-bolts are tight. Yeah, right. Because yeah, I mean, especially if you plan on keeping the truck alive. Yeah, it seems like that's what it is. Because I know there's a big spring underneath there, and like I said, that's not, you're kind of. I think that's what it is. These shape because uh, interesting. Uh, so have them check that when I go back there. So like that, I've had them well, check the no, you- a couple. You should you should just look at it. Get out and look at it. If you can, if you look at where the uh, the 
pin the, comes through, like that that little torque arm that holds the alignment, that it'll you'll see that the bushing itself looks looks really rough. And then up at the top of the spring, you can't see the one on the bottom end of that V-shaped spring, but at the top of that V-shaped spring, you just look at the eye where the where the pin passes through, and you'll see that it's getting all wonked out. And okay. if you can see it, and I, I mean, if you couldn't see it at a million miles, it's probably bad. If you can see it at a million miles, it's definitely bad. I mean, just seeing anywhere at all on that suspension means it's shot. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I try to change things out just before they need them. You know, That's mean, a good plan. I think it saves a little money. So, you bet you, buddy. Appreciate everything all right. y'all do. Have a great well, weekend. You guys are safe. All right. Bye. Okay. All right. All right. That was the, uh, let's see. We got about five-ish minutes left. If anybody wants to call in, our number is 855-950-3835. 855-950-3835. And so don't get any more callers. How many seconds in a five-ish? What? How many seconds in a five-ish? Five-ish. Five ish minutes. Yeah. Uh, 300 ish. 300 ish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Uh, officer, I was only doing 70 ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're 70 ish. We're hitting into 80 ish, and you're going to get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, depending on how you hang your head, Yes. Looking at that speedometer, it could have been over 80. It could have been less than 80. But you said I was overweight, so I let 50 pounds of air out of each of the tires. Didn't that get me underweight? <laughs> that's that's got to be 240 pounds right yes. there, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nuts-ish. <laughs> How much weight do you add to the track by increasing the pressure from 100 to 120? Uh, 20 pounds per tire times 18 <laughs> tires. That's uh, 180 pounds. <laughs> I'd say it must be. No. <laughs> no way. That's 360. 360 pounds. <laughs> My math is terrible. <laughs> God, who knew air weighed so much? <laughs> okay. All right. Never All right. mind. All right. Well, um, let's see. Any other news or interesting subjects? Um I really don't. I really can't. Uh, and we have a great weekend coming up here. Yeah. And then three months coming up here. Pulled out and then I'll either be in great shape or I'll be in hospital comatose. <laughs> and then pull the pins up. So next uh, Tuesday is questionable. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. What, so say that again? I said next Thursday is questionable. Next Thursday, yes. Because I do this on Tuesday. Right. So by Thursday... We should be fine. You think? I think everything will be just fine. I'm going to be whining next Thursday, which is when we'll be back. Okay. What's what's the date? Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. It'll be the seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Because tomorrow's the first. All right. So July seventh of twenty twenty two. We'll be back here, and I think that's it for our show for today. Bye, y'all. <laughs>